The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to hour number two. Live right here on this first day of March. It is March on this Friday on the early line on SportsGrid. He is Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. Two more hours to go up until 11 a.m. Eastern all across the Spiz Grizz Network. And you will have plenty of basketball coming your way here in the month of March. It is one of madness. We will talk all about college hoops entering the second to last weekend of the regular season. Some might call that penultimate at the high major level with a Saturday slate that features five Ranked versus ranked top 25 tilts now just over two weeks away from Selection Sunday. The month of March in the NBA, that playoff push around the association. Our coach, James Young, will be here in this second hour. But we start with some NFL news. It is Combine Week in Indianapolis. DRS was posted on his couch yesterday watching all the workouts in Indy. The big fellas on the field, the defensive linemen and the linebackers running the 40, running the three-cone drill, doing their specific positional workouts. Bench press and DRS was eating it up. I love it, too. Like a defensive tackle running a 40-yard dash is supposed to be impressive. How about the defensive tackle just runs his 40-yard dash and beats his line and runs into the goalpost, and the quarterback goes, that's pretty funny. We don't run a 40-yard dash here as a defensive lineman and throws a 20-yard pass down the field. So I love the combine also. Let me get this extra dig in as well. Marvin Harrison Jr. is supposed to speak to the media today. He will not do that. So based on the combine here, another player yeah. like, you know, let's just say Roma Dunze gets up there and speaks. He must be a better wide receiver than Marvin Harrison, and his stock will increase here. Love the combine, boys. Love it. As we welcome in the radio audience here, you're watching and listening live to a Friday morning edition of the Early Line. Ben Stevens, Donnie Wrightside, Sirius XM Channel 159. The combine. Who doesn't love it? Better said, who actually does love it? Ben doesn't like it. I don't like it. I mean, Donnie Wrightside loves it. I love the combine as well mm. in Indianapolis, and not just because of the workouts or the conversations. We've got people questioning if the earth is round at the cornerback position. What a day it was wow. in Indy. What about Tavondre Sweat, though, DRS, the big D lineman from Texas, 366 pounds, moving to a 5-2-7 40-yard dash. The big fella mm. making dirt. As we look around Combine Week, though, one of the beauties of it is we hear from those big players in the National Football League. And by players, I mean in the offseason, general managers and head coaches. Yesterday, the GM of the Steelers, Omar Khan, speaking about Kenny Pickett, saying he still has full faith in Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. That's really well said. We're going to pull up Kenny Pickett's stats in his two years in the National Football League. Here's the only stat or the figure or the narrative that you need to know. Kenny Pickett, despite being healthy, had Mason Rudolph start over him for a playoff game. That's it. No, and that's all that needs to be said on that. And by the way, like I, I under look, we understand what the general managers have to do because you have to put on a good face. Right. Like if you're Joe Douglas by going like, look, nobody's picking up the phone, but we'll make a story up that says there's action on us trading Zach Wilson away. And if you want to make an offer, call us. Nobody's going to call him here. But the fact that you're like, we trust Kenny Pickett. What are the two signs where you don't trust Kenny Pickett? As Ben pointed out, how about when I'm healthy on the franchise guy? Yeah, you're not good enough to start over Mason Rudolph in a playoff game. That's great. And also, how do you start the offseason with the organization going like, yeah, we're going to bring in competition at the quarterback position. Oh, you know what? They do that for Patrick Mahomes, right? They do that for the about Justin Herbert out there on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm sure he's getting competition. 
position. Oh, look, we got to bring in a guy to challenge Jalen Hurts here on the East Coast. No, you don't do that. When you have a franchise guy here, you're not looking at getting him second-level talent here to push him as being a starting quarterback. You look at adding to the talent because you feel the quarterback is your franchise guy. Nobody trusts Kenny Pickett here, not even the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I understand, Ben, the game they have to play with the media to say, yeah, I trust this guy when they absolutely don't. The Steelers have the 20th overall pick in the opening round of the 2024 NFL Draft. Will there be a quarterback available to take at that point? We'll see. Would the Steelers draft a quarterback for the second time in the last three years at exactly pick number 20 of the first round? Again, we will see. But what is going to be the Steelers' plan for this season in 2024? Again, a franchise that has had consistent success for 17 years under Mike Tomlin. Never a losing record, never less than eight wins. A playoff berth last year in 2023. Is Mason Rudolph going to enter camp as the number one? Will it be a full-blown quarterback battle between Rudolph and Pickett? Will they look to the free agency market? Will they be involved in the trade market for Justin Fields? A reclamation project for Zach Wilson? All to say, Donnie, I don't know what the clear answer is for Pittsburgh, but I know the Steelers need to have that resolution to their quarterback conversation at a, at a certain point here throughout this offseason. The Minnesota Vikings have made a couple of interesting moves in their backfield the last two offseasons. They let go of Dalvin Cook despite having four consecutive Pro Bowl seasons, four straight years with over 1,100 rushing yards before 2023, and then Dalvin Cook was on a disastrous path in 2023 as as well didn't do anything with the New York Jets Alexander Madison was the guy to replace Dalvin Cook in Minneapolis he is now going to be released by the Vikings I found that slightly peculiar where Alexander Madison sits in Minnesota but it was one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL a season ago yeah, and also, you're not going to pay anything for running back. So if you're moving up and you want more money, you're not going to get it from these teams. But also keep in mind, like, these were some of the – I'm talking about quality backup running backs that we thought could take that next step, right? Like, hey, Zeke Elliott's going from Dallas. Pfft, fantastic. Tony Pollard, he's ready to go. No, he wasn't. Oh, Dalvin Cook, the reason why he could move off and didn't want to pay him is because Madison was a really good backup running back. Then you thrust him into that starting role. Not so good a starting running back here. And by yeah. the way, if you are a running back in this day and age in the NFL with that rising salary cap, it's got to be a tough feeling because typically when you hit the fridge, you're like, wow, all the money out here. These running backs got to be scrambling at this point. There's so many quality backs out here that you're going to get for cheap. It is a flooded market of running backs and the Minnesota Vikings just yeah. added to that with Madison. I wonder what the NFC North is going to look like next year. The Green Bay Packers are going to be behind the Detroit Lions. Those two teams will be the two shortest prices. What are the Bears going to do? Again, whatever the Bears decide to do with that first overall pick, it's not like, all right, guys, let's go out there and try to get four to five wins. That's not the case with Matt Eberflus and bringing him back for his fourth year. And what are the Vikings going to do? Are they going to be in full pursuit of Kirk Cousins? Are they going to build for the future, taking a quarterback at 11th overall? They're going to pay Justin Jefferson. He's going to stay on the roster in Minneapolis, a peculiar team. And you see that divisional price. Yes, the divisional prices are out now for the National Football League. That we'll look at in just a bit. Plus 420, long number for Minnesota within the NFC North. That's going to be my question, DRS. What do the Vikings do this offseason? They don't want to tear everything down. It is clear that is not the philosophy in the Twin Cities. But how much do they rebuild to bring the franchise back to where they believe it needs to be? We will talk about some of the divisional markets on the other side of the break here in the National Football League. A very early look here on the first day of March on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. New market alert for the National Football League, slowly and steady. We get more odds out for 2024's NFL campaign, even here on the opening day of March. We have seen Super Bowl odds for Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans for quite some time. Then it was the conference title odds in both the AFC and the NFC. Now we bring in all eight divisions to break it down piece by piece around the National Football League. The divisional odds are out. We will go even deeper, a deeper dive next week. But as we go big picture, we start in the AFC. The Chiefs have won the AFC West for eight consecutive years. Is this the year the two-time defending Super Bowl champions are knocked off their perch? The oddsmakers certainly don't think so. A minus 210 price for Kansas City. A wildly competitive AFC North shows the Baltimore Ravens, last year's divisional champs, the best record in the AFC and all the National Football League as an even money plus 100 favorite AFC East going to be competitive as well the Bills 60 cents in front of the Dolphins plus 130 and I can't wait to dive through the odds in the AFC South where the Texans were victorious a year ago but how far off are the Jacksonville Jaguars in a division we consider Donnie entering 2023 to be not all that competitive might be one of the bright spots in the conference as a whole entering next year yeah, it's a fun look. We're taking a look at the AFC. I do think the FanDuel Sportsbook got it right there with the divisional leaders and also agreeing with some of the price points and actually think there's still some value on some of the favorites. You take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. at a minus 210 price to win the AFC West. That's actually the second highest number outside of the NFC West. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at a minus 220 mm -hmm. price. But I still think there's value. Look, I think the Chargers are going to take a next step. The Raiders, I don't think, are going anywhere, neither of the Denver Broncos. So I look at that minus 210 price. And again, it's football. Injuries do happen. I get it. But if you're telling me Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback is going to play 17 games, that minus 210 is probably going to be an absolute steal. Yeah. I like the Buffalo Bills this year. I think they should be a favorite as well. And also the Baltimore Ravens. Take out what you think they're going to do in the playoffs because that's not the questions we're asking you right now. It's who do you think the best team in that division will be for the regular season. It's always going to be the Baltimore Ravens as long as Lamar Jackson is healthy for me as well, Ben. So I actually think if Joe Burrow is healthy, it's going to be a toss-up, and maybe I give the edge to Cincinnati plus 175, the two fully healthy years for Joe Burrow that he has played in his National Football League career. The Bengals have won at least double digits, and they have won the AFC North each of those two years in route to reaching the AFC championship game. What about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Plus 290 in the AFC East, third best price. Again, we're going to do deeper dives. But when you look at the AFC South, the top three teams, Donnie, in the division, three of the four separated by just 50 cents. The Texans plus 190. The Jags five cents behind at plus 195. The Colts at plus 240. Then they fall off to the Titans at seven to one. What is Indianapolis going to do this year? Anthony Richardson, his first full year really in the National Football League, despite Indy overperforming on expectation a season ago, led by Gardner Minshew. Win total was six and a half. They went well over. As it was for the Texans, six and a half. They go well over in the first year with C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. They end up with 10 wins in winning the AFC South. That preseason number on Houston a year ago was 10 to 1, Donnie. Now it's plus 190 with the Texans as a favorite. 
Yeah, it should be an incredibly competitive division here. And also, let's take a look at your betting right now based on question marks, right? There's two teams I don't have many questions on. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But you say, well, Donnie, what about the Colts? 240, they had a great season. Steichen's their head coach and looking forward to it. There's a big question mark on Anthony Richardson being a quality starting quarterback. Did we see flashes? Yes. But if you can't be available for your football team, that's going to be a downgrade here. I think they played over their head this year. And I don't know if they can yep. do that year number two. The Tennessee Titans, way too much to figure out so let's figure out on those top two teams the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 195 the Houston Texans at a plus 190 and also keep in mind Ben we're betting right now where we don't know the final product of these football teams you take a look at Calvin Ridley certainly they want to come around but there is some draft compensation if they sign Calvin Ridley that does go back to Atlanta and we'll see if that makes a difference I believe as high as a second round pick but if you can tell me right now Jacksonville comes back intact I look for them having a better season than they did last year but also you tell me right now, Houston has money and can get out and make some moves, meaning maybe one, like, let's just say Saquon Barkley ends up there yeah. on the Houston Texans. They pick up a true number one wide receiver on the open market or by trade. C.J. Stroud takes another step next year. You would be crazy to bet against the Houston Texans. But the fun part about talking about it right now on the first day of March is we don't know if any of those moves are going to be made. It's fun to think of what's going to happen. But I do agree. You're neck and neck with the Jags and the Texans right now, just based now on what we've seen. Now we wait to see who they add to each one of these respective ball clubs. Did Houston overperform on expectation? Will there be some regression to a mean this year? Let's not forget, Jacksonville was an odds-on favorite, around a minus-150 price to win the AFC South a year ago. Jacksonville started the year to end out November 8-3. and They were greater than a minus-1,000 favorite at that point a year ago to win this division. Then they stumbled. Can't blame anybody but themselves. Jacksonville lost five of its final six games. Trevor Lawrence was really not healthy the final month and a half of the NFL season. But now if you want to talk about market correlation and market disparity, a minus 150 odds-on favorite last year for the Jags, now plus 195 could be enticing. Let's move it over to the big picture view at the NFC level. As DRS said, Kansas City minus 210. Not the best price for any of the NFL teams to win any of the eight divisions. That would be San Francisco, minus 220 to win the NFC West. And really, who could fault that for the 49ers? The Rams were better than we expected. The Seahawks, we expect to regress under a new head coach in Mike McDonald. And the Cardinals are going to be near the bottom, it would seem, in the NFC. The Cowboys... The favorites in the NFC East, let us not forget the weird quirk in the NFC East. We have not seen a repeat back-to-back divisional champ since 2004, and Dallas won the division a year ago. The Detroit Lions, the favorites at plus 145 to win the NFC North, and the Atlanta Falcons, the favorites entering this year at plus 150 to win the NFC South, a division we do not expect a ton out of from any of the four teams. But the Buccaneers, the Rangers, divisional champs not the favorites in this market it is the atlanta falcons tampa plus 250 new orleans plus 260 drs take us where you want to go through the nfc yeah, quickly on this, and you're right. We thought the Dallas Cowboys would be the slight favorites over the Philadelphia Eagles, as we talked about that over the past couple weeks. I do agree with it right now. I think it's good. Washington Commanders, New York Giants, both are going to be out of the equation, just scrambling to find quarterbacks and maybe looking forward to the future. The one interesting thing in that NFC South is I do agree that the Falcons should be a plus 150 price ahead of the Buccaneers, even if the Buccaneers do bring back Baker Mayfield. All we're looking for for the Atlanta Falcons is to get something competent out of the quarterback position. And if you excel at the quarterback position, to me, they're far and away the most talented team overall in that division and I think they'll be able to win that also the wild cards yeah. coming into it we, know we're gonna, we just talked about the Minnesota Vikings I'm not putting a lot of faith in them yet too many question marks who their quarterback is going to be will their wide receiver show up on time in camp because we're looking at a mega contract and all the stuff swirling around them I like the Packers I like the Detroit Lions but the interesting one to me is actually battle again in the NFC West. You take a look at the 49ers. I don't agree with that price point at minus 220. Are they talented? Absolutely. But if Christian McCaffrey has been known to be injured, is injured for long stretches here, that's going to impact that football team that now has to deal with that number one overall schedule. And also keep in mind, I'm taking a big step up here on the Los Angeles Rams. I know you liked them last year. Mm. I like them this year. 
plus 420 price. You add a couple players there, you get draft compensation now for the Rams. They could be a team to mess with here. And that conference, excuse me, division, going to be pretty tough. Even the Cardinals at 11-1, to 1, I'm expecting major improvement out of them this year as well, Ben. I'm glad we did this early divisional look. I'm already going to bet two. In the AFC South, the Jags at plus 195. In the NFC East, it's going to be the Eagles for me at plus 135. And I do love the Lions as a favorite once again. Their first divisional crown in three decades, a season ago. Back to basketball in March. Next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It is March. It is the first day of this month of madness and hoops. Live right here on a Friday on the early line on Sports Grid. So who else could we have here to start off March on the Spiz Grizz Network than the coach himself, it is James Young, JY. Tomorrow, betting above the rim with James Young and Scotty Farrell. Debuts at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, JY, here on the Sports Grid Network. Everything you need to know in the NBA and college basketball. JY and Farrell will lead the way. We're happy to have JY on this Friday edition in March on the early line. You know, you think about January, February, Izzo, April. How about January, February, Pharrell and Young, and then April. So March is here, college basketball, NBA. I'm going to stop talking because we got a lot to discuss these next two segments. I mean, not a bad promo for the show by any means, but let's make sure that J.Y. and Pharrell have the pedigree that Tom Izzo does in the NCAA tournament as well. So, as we go around the association from last night, NBA Finals rematch at altitude in Denver. The Nuggets hold off a fourth-quarter rally from the Heat to win the NBA Finals rematch like they won the Larry O'Brien Trophy a season ago, 103-97, snapping a five-game win streak for the Heat. J.Y., of these two teams, who is more likely to get back to the NBA Championship Series this time around? I'm going to say Denver, guys. I think Denver is rightly priced as the favorite to come out of the West. Obviously, this game was tough for Denver coming off a back-to-back big win the night before. Uh, But what you saw out of, of Miami is a team, guys, that when they get to the playoffs, they can be dangerous. And I think one thing you saw last night, even though, you know, he got a double double is how much Bam Adebayo, when he gets locked in, especially defensively, can really make things difficult. Now, I know he had five fouls, but still, to hold uh, Nikola Jokic to 6 of 15 from the floor, 18 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, guys, like, that's an off night for the Joker. So a lot of credit has to go to Bam, a Bam Adebayo, who I think in order for Miami to really make a run again, I know I sound like the minority, but I think he's got to be the guy. Like, I understand Jimmy Butler, but Bam has got to be that two-way force on the offensive and defensive end that honestly is also an underrated passer with three assists last night. And Bam could be that guy. 
and let Jimmy kind of get into that two slot, I think Miami is yeah. dangerous because of Spolstra and the fact that in a seven-game series, let's be honest, he's always going to have the coaching advantage. Jay, while we take a look at the Denver Nuggets, and to me, Ben and I were talking about them earlier. You know, slow and steady wins the race. They won a nat- an NBA championship last year. But it feels to me like we're overlooking them. A plus 420 price to cut down the Nets here and be the NBA champion this year. Are you overlooking them, Coach? Or do you have them right where they want to be? And again, just talking about from the sexiness of the pick itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, they won it last year, plus 420. Let me look at somebody else. How should we approach the Denver Nuggets moving down the stretch? And also, how are you approaching the Denver Nuggets? Well, I think the reason why is, is no disrespect to Denver. It's just been Boston's been that good during the regular season, right? And they've been dominant. But when you look at it, folks, should they be $2 behind Boston? I don't think so. What has Boston done in big spots? Okay, let's go back a couple of years ago, right? Up two games to one. NBA Finals, five minutes left to go. They got to close out. It's 3-1 at home. The series over. They choked. They had game seven on their home floor last year. They choked. So to me, as great as Boston has been, it's about the fact that Denver has been there, and they got this guy named Nikola Jokic, whose stats are unbelievable Mm. this year, who's coming close to averaging a triple-double, that can literally impact the game any way you want, right? On the low post as a scorer or passer. At the mid post, high post, top of the key. Fast break, lead the break, dime you up, play defense, rebound. He literally does it all. But to me, if it's Denver, you know, yes, Jamal Murray was off last night. I'm going to tell you guys something right now. Aaron Gordon last night with 16-9, and I know Porter Jr. was great with 30. But Aaron Gordon has got to be this Aaron Gordon that you saw last night. Aggressive, right? Get to the free throw line rebound, defend, get steals, right? That's got to be the guy because Porter Jr. is going to be up and down. The other thing quickly about Porter Jr., real quick, guys, I liked 11 rebounds. This is not a guy that's not been known to go and mix it up. He did a better job of it in the playoffs last year. So now if you get Porter Jr., Gordon, Jokic, rebounding like crazy, there's no second chance opportunities. But then it leads to runouts where they can excel in transition in their home court. So as we look at those NBA championship odds, the team at the top is the best team in the NBA, the hottest team in the association, the Boston Celtics, a plus 220 short favorite to win the title, even money to win the Eastern Conference at plus 100 and sensational at home, a 46 and 12 record JY overall, 27 and 3 inside TD Garden. The Celtics have won nine straight. They welcome in the Dallas Mavericks to Beantown tonight, booked as a 10-point favorite against the Mavs, who have won eight of their last 10 games. Kyrie Irving making his return to Boston. We will see his status for tonight's game. Is that spread a little bit too lofty for the showdown tonight in Beantown? Until they show you otherwise, you may not think so, but, I mean, that's a lot of points for a team that's really, let's be honest, very dynamic offensively, and a Dallas Mavericks team that has covered four in the last five games, and you look at a team like Boston, they get they get big spreads all the time. They've covered the four straight games, but this is the biggest challenge out of the four. Philadelphia, without Embiid, New York, they're banged up. Chicago, they're terrible. Brooklyn, they may be worse. So now you've got the real tests here, right? So I think there's maybe too many points for a team that because of Luka can get going. Now, what's interesting is going to be is it's it's if it's Luka versus Holiday, what this comes out of covering the spread could be the other guard matchup. You mentioned it, Kyrie, Derek White. This is where this game could come down to is can Kyrie, and you know what, folks, he's in Boston. Get ready. TD Bank, you may have to get the phone ready because he's going to be burning some sage or something like he did a couple of years ago to get the bad jujus out of there. God knows what Kyrie's doing tonight. But I think Kyrie will show up. That 10-point spread, a little too lofty for me. I would lean Dallas plus mm. the points. 
Yeah, showing up in more here. Let's flip it over to another team that might be battling here for Eastern Conference supremacy. That's the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Chicago Bulls. We questioned what the heck was Doc Rivers doing before the break, and is he the man for the job? Well, the Milwaukee Bucks playing great basketball outside of the break. They now find themselves tonight as a four-point favorite here at the FanDuel Sportsbook going up against the Chicago Bulls. A total at 221.5. Do the good times continue for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, J.Y.? You know, Donnie, I think you're trying to get me to get, like, the whole banana in the tailpipe (laughs) when you're like, is Doc the guy for the job? We're going to repeat what we've always said about Doc. Doc, regular season, good. It was 15 and a half, the win total. They have not lost since the break. They're playing well. Chicago just had a great win versus uh, Cleveland uh, in overtime. So they're going to go south. This is Milwaukee minus the points. But to me, we said it time and time again, they will not be judged on anything but their playoffs because it's Giannis, it's the fact that Dame hasn't been there, and it's the fact that Doc continues to choke. So to me, yes, Milwaukee mm. minus a point. I still, guys, can't bet on Milwaukee, even at a – not even a value. I can't even bet them to win the East because I just don't trust Doc until proven otherwise. I mean, really, how could you, based on the pedigree that Doc Rivers has had since he left Boston following the early or the run there in the late aughts, the 2008 NBA championship for Boston, an NBA finals appearance in 2010. But as of right now, with a victory for Milwaukee against Charlotte last night, the Bucks have won four straight since the All-Star break. They have covered in all four. They have gone under in all four as they head to Chicago tonight. So when you compare those two top teams in the East, even money for Boston, plus 280 now, the odds improving for the Milwaukee Bucks. But JY, just how far apart are these two teams at the top? You know, you know what the funny thing is, is, is there is a distance, but as much as we have questions about Doc, we have to look at Boston, right? Like, how many times is Jason Tatum going to give you a four for sixteen? By the way, Jason Tatum, I, I love you. You're a phenomenal player. Please stop that you're the best player in the NBA. You're the only guy that can go four for 16 and your team can win by 20 going away. So you can please stop that nonsense. I know Shames is really upset with me right now that I'm talking bad about him. But we all know, guys, it's the truth about Jason Tatum. But Tatum could do that. There's uh, the fact of Jalen Brown. Can he go left? Which Drew Holiday shows up? Can Porzingis stay healthy? Can Al Horford, you know, defy father time a little bit longer? Can Derek White keep it up? So there's questions both ways. But because they're the one seed comfortably eight games ahead in the loss column, Boston should be the favorite and they're priced accordingly. Right now, that's where the Celtics are. Even money, if they continue this nine-game win streak, make it 10, maybe even cover at home tonight against the Mavericks. When do we start to see the minuses to win the East for Joe Missoula in year number two and the Celtics? J.Y., we're going to get to college basketball here on the other side of the break. But give the people a little sneak peek on what they can expect betting above the rim here throughout the rest of March and deep into April in the NBA playoffs. Well, you're going to get a lot of analysis. You'll get us, Scotty, Pearl, and I. Hopefully, I get enough words in. It'll be a great show. But there, there is more. There is college basketball. And something tells me, me, Big Ten Ben, you may be seeing a lot more of us. Sorry, Donnie, we love you, but you may have to take a break a couple of times. Let me hang with my guy a little bit. DRS is going to be there, though, throughout all of March. In studio, he's fired up. College Hoops now in March. Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. 
and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I mean, come on. Come on. It's the first day of March. Show them the Saturday board for tomorrow. Show them the top 25 games that we have tomorrow. I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to just stop for a second. Look, that is the first Saturday in March. The first Saturday of this month of madness that we love in college basketball. That is how you open. That is how you start. He is James Young. He is in the middle. Donnie lives up to his last name, his true last name. He is on the right side, and I am Ben Stevens. JY, it is Friday, March 1st. It is March. If you could describe your level of excitement in this month in one word, what would you use? I can't. That's a problem. I can't give you one word. Uh, excited, uh, jubilant, can't sleep. It's March. I mean, this is like, for me as a coach, this is Christmas Day. Like, this is Christmas Eve. Going into Christmas Day tomorrow, you get up, you have games all day, national championship implications, odds are going to move. It's a fantastic day in college basketball. And not oh. just in the Big East, folks. I'm going to talk deeper than the Big East this morning. Deeper? That might mean yes. sleepers. Pay attention here on the early line on this first day. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) they're not the favorites. Maybe they could be. JY, as we look at those notable weekend games, we have five ranked versus ranked top 25 tilts. That is the most in a single day in this college basketball season. Of those games, which one stands out to you from a significant standpoint here on the opening weekend of March? Honestly, I'm going to the West Coast Conference, and it's Gonzaga at St. Mary's, Uh, a Gonzaga team that is starting to turn it on. Big win last night when they throttled San Francisco. Now, there's talk of are they on the bubble or not. I don't think so. But remember, St. Mary's won the first matchup. If Gonzaga can go to St. Mary's and get a win, forget it, game over, punch your ticket, they're going to the tournament. And a team that's got experience in Mark Few, one of the best coaches to never win a national championship, they're starting to peak at the right time. There's other things. Kevin McCullough, how's his status for Kansas? You know, can Tennessee get a big win on the road? What is South Carolina? We don't know because they look great and then they struggle, but they're at home. So there are a lot of really good matchups in college basketball. You may want to get a coffee, a couple of them, five or six, a pot, whatever you need, because you may be up watching basketball, Ben, let's be honest, for about 12 straight hours. Yep. That's going to be a good day tomorrow nonetheless, and certainly you will be on the air live by the time we get to this 2.30 game on Fox, Marquette and Creighton. Two teams sort of playing that second fiddle to UConn here in a very, very tough Big East here. But when we're taking a look at games which you can really take off and propel yourself, Creighton getting another win against a top-10 team, one of those teams we might have to watch out for, and also some injuries we might have to watch out for in that Marquette game. It's a great day of college basketball, but you'll be live for this one. Marquette, Creighton, any thoughts on that ahead of time here? Well, we're going to see what's going to go on with Tyler Kolick, who obviously was banged up a little bit at the end of the mm-hmm. game, uh, in the game, um, last game. But to me, Creighton is, is, is such an intriguing team because I've watched them closely the last three games, right? They, they throttle, obviously, UConn, right? Um, and then they go and they go to St. John's, and Shireman and Ashworth just look like they didn't even want the ball. But then they turn around and they throttle what I think is an underrated Seton Hall team. So which yeah. Creighton team comes out well they're in omaha so to me that should be the play listen to me as much of it's about the guards to me it's about Kalkbrenner. this guy is an absolute load he's seven foot one you can throw it all the way up to the moon he can go get it but he could also bang threes and he can affect the game on the other end of the floor if Kalkbrenner plays the way that i think he can be which is one of the best centers in the league in, in the nation should say you know you talk about hunter dickinson you talk about zach Eady, you know you talk about don mcclingan 
Ryan Kalkbrenner, when he's playing right, guys, is up there with these guys. So to me, if he plays where I think he will, I do love Creighton yeah. at home more to get a big win over Marquette. Tyler Kolick's status is going to be huge. Left the game early in the second half as Marquette was throttling Providence earlier this week with what they are calling an oblique injury. The extent of the injury we are not too sure of at this moment. Again, these lines aren't out just yet. They will probably start to trickle out in the next three to four hours, but we can look at the Ken Palm ratings for these games and get a sense of what is expected from the odds. Kenneth Pomeroy predicts a Creighton four-point victory, 77-73 tomorrow in downtown Omaha, Nebraska. Marquette has won three straight since that loss to Connecticut by 22 points at least. They have covered in all three. Marquette has won 11 of its last 12, a huge quad one opportunity tomorrow on the road in Omaha, a game that very likely could decide the SEC regular season title race, JY, in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. 14th ranked Alabama, number four, Tennessee. Tennessee, of course, a huge victory at home over Auburn on Wednesday night. Alabama on the road put up more than the century mark against Ole Miss. Nate Oates' Crimson Tide team has scored at least 95 points in five consecutive SEC games. That is the longest streak of 95-plus at the high major level since the day of Roy Williams, but not at UNC, way back in the early 2000s at Kansas. What does Tennessee need to do to slow down the tide tomorrow in Tuscaloosa? They, they have to play a half-court game, which means you got to get stops, and then you got to prevent fast-break opportunities where a team like Alabama absolutely excels. But the crazy thing, Ben, is if you look closely at, at, at Tennessee, I mean, they put up 92 versus Auburn pretty good defensively. Uh, they put up 88. Well, they're not kind of Vanderbilt. They're terrible. 92 versus Arkansas. So Tennessee can score too. I just don't know if that is what Rick Barnes is going to want to do, especially when you go on the road. When you go on the road, folks, you want to slow the game down. You want to have court basketball because why? Transition. Fast break, dunks and threes lead to crowds getting excited and your team getting rattled. So if I'm Rick Barnes, I'm really focusing on the first 10 minutes or so, trying to walk the ball up the floor, establish a tempo and identity that we're going to make this a half-court game. We're not going to get in a track meet because if you get a track meet with NATO, with, uh, with NATO and that team in Alabama at home, they're going to run you out of the gym. Half-court game, slow it down. You may see even Rick Barnes maybe using timeout too early if he feels like the momentum's getting away from him in the game. Jay Wire, if you're driving around New Jersey, you often see some signs that say the orange is this exit. We're talking South Orange, and that's on Sunday. Seton Hall goes on the road to take on UConn. What are we feeling Woo! about this game? Can we get an upset here from the Seton Hall Pirates? Uh, No. And I'm a Seton Hall wow. fan. I love my guys. <laughs> Listen, here's why. Seton Hall, when you when they get their, their big games, uh, you know, if you take away the triple overtime game that they had uh, against Creighton, right, some of these bigger games haven't been really good. They went to Villanova. They got throttled. They went to, Mar went to Marquette, got throttled. Went to Creighton, got throttled. Now, he, they're playing a lot of these games on the backside now, on the road, yeah. and now you got to go to to UConn, who you beat. Remember, folks, they were losing that game when Don McLean got hurt, and then they blew him out. Listen, one thing, he's a Jersey guy. Dan Hurley don't like losing to teams in the tri-state area. He don't like losing to St. John's. He don't like losing to Seton Hall. Got to remember, folks, where did Dan Hurley go to college? He went to Seton Hall. So this is personal for him. So I think this is going to be a tough spot for, uh, obviously, Seton Hall. To me, the game you got to look at is going to be Wednesday night. It's Seton Hall. It's Villanova. Those teams are squarely on the bubble. That could be an elimination game if one of those two teams Oof. get blown out. This going to be tight. It's going to be interesting in the Big East because you got four teams. You got three, four teams that are solidly in. What do you do with Providence? What do you do with St. John's? What do you do with Nova? What do you do with Seton yep. Hall? Because you've got to take a ton of the Big 12 teams. What do you do with the Big 10? What do you, I mean, what do you do with the ACC? So it's getting late early. If you, and listen, if Seton Hall can keep it close, it will help them dramatically. If they steal it, they're obviously in. 
But I'm pointing to Wednesday night, Villanova, Seton Hall as being the de facto game that could decide their season. Hall ball a dog 10 times in Big East play, both six and four straight up and against the spread. They will probably be a double-digit dog mm-hmm. despite being on the bubble when you go to stores and take on UConn. Dan Hurley's from the city, not New York City, Jersey City. He wants to win mm-hmm. this game against Seton Hall very, very badly. I mean, show the other graphic of the other notable weekend games that aren't the five rank versus rank matchups that we have because, again, it's not just those ranked versus ranked top 25 tilts. We got Michigan State and Purdue tomorrow night in West Lafayette in Mackey, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Oregon and Arizona, a big Pac-12 clash as the Ducks try to hold on. Houston, unblemished in its first game as number one in the country, but did not cover after a big second half from Cincy. The Cougs on the road in Norman tomorrow. We've got some great games all weekend long in college basketball. So, J.Y., we are 16 days away from selection sunday you and i will be live on our ncaa tournament selection sunday show live right here on sports grid are you going to pet, uh, put your future bets in for the big dance then or might you do so right now if you believe a team can make a deep march run well i, I mean I, I it's easy to go chalk and say houston and yukon but i'm, I'm not going to do it i i need to see the brackets the, the one thing ben is going to be interesting is is we know Houston, UConn, Purdue getting the one seed. That fourth one seed is going to be the one I want to watch yep. out for. And then who's lined up as the two? Now, if Marquette can go on the road and beat Creighton, they can, they can start to stamp their way to it. Uh, if Tennessee wins on the road, Alabama, they can lay claim to it. What about UNC? So it, it, it could bounce around a lot of different ways. And then obviously Arizona, but the problem is the Pac-12 is not being – really well-respected uh, for the most part. So I think that's going to be the key thing. Ben, we've talked about you and I when we've done uh, Bracket Central and even in-game live during the tournament, right? Styles make fights. So to me, a lot of this, when it comes down to parity, Ben, comes down to matchups and how teams line up with each other. It will be interesting, and I will say this, folks. It, it, I know last year was wild. You know, well, obviously with Florida Atlantic and San Diego State getting the Final Four. I don't know if we're going to get that. But we're going to get complete and total chaos. What does the guy, what does our guy John Rossi say? This is March. Oh, this is March. And we're here. This is March also for the women's college basketball tournament that's coming up shortly Mm. here. Three favorites under 10 to 1 here. South Carolina minus 130, LSU plus 750, Iowa at plus 950. Is it just all chalk and South Carolina for you, coach? Well, listen, I would say yes. But we we got to see what's going on. There's some interesting teams to look at. A Notre Dame team, when I talked about a Hidalgo from your, your neck of the woods, Haddonfield, a star player, point guard, having a great year. You know, what can Caitlin Clark carry his, her team all the way to a national championship? Kenny Brooks of Virginia Tech has done a great job for a long time. And what do we get out of UConn? A UConn team that, let's be honest, has been wildly inconsistent. But with Paige Beckers, if she puts them on their back, they can make a run. Yep. That tournament will be fun as well. What a showdown we have on Sunday, by the way, in Iowa City. Caitlin Clark goes for the all-time D1 scoring record as sixth-ranked Iowa host number two Ohio State, who has won 14 straight. Go back to the graphic, can we? It wasn't even Caitlin Clark for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Kate Martin, mm. get yourself a shout-out. JY, thank you very much. We round out our two next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. 
and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Opening day in the month of March. It is a Friday. Live right here as we round out hour number two on the early line and all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid. I am Ben. He is Donnie. This the Sports Grid app. You need it in the month of March. We've got some very talented people that contribute to the Sports Grid app on a daily basis. All those college basketball news and notes and leans right there in the Spiz Grizz app. Scan the QR code on your screen. We love hearing from the people to round out this second hour. Now on the first day of March, we ask the people who's going to win the 2024 Men's NCAA Tournament. They give us an answer and fade the public. You can't say college basketball doesn't move the needle. 105 votes for college hoops. Compare that to the NBA facts and figures that we've had the last few days. Who will win the NCAA tournament? UConn, Houston, Purdue, other. If you did select other, we asked for a reply. And other got 54% of the votes. Of the listed teams with those three prices all in three digits, Houston the most at about 19%. UConn at about 18%. Purdue less than 10 Donnie, right side, where did you go in the Fade the Public poll? Yeah, by the way, we'll probably get even more votes as the day goes on, but it would have been interesting if we went side by side as it reads right now, reads, I should say, who will win the NCAA tournament? If it would have said, like, who does LeBron James think wins the NBA tournament? We probably only have about 15 to 20 votes at this point, spoiling it. But for me, I love to see the outcome here, Ben. 53% of the public says other, which shows you there might be a lot of juicy value down the board. For me, I did vote UConn plus 550. I think they're the best overall team, but I love the fact that the public's like, no, 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 people. It's going to come from down the board here, which means big money prices coming to fruition. Let's see if it happens. And that is certainly going to be the case. Those big money prices are going to be in the running. It is not always chalk in the NCAA tournament this month of March. is known as madness for a reason. Hour three in less than a minute. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.